This is Science Friday. I'm Ira Flato. And now it's time to check in on the state of science. This is KER St. Louis Public Radio. Iowa Public Radio News. Local science stories of national significance. It's been one year since the town of East Palestine, Ohio, was thrown into the middle of an environmental disaster. A Norfolk Southern train carrying 900,000 pounds of vinyl chloride derailed, spilling its contents into the environment and catching fire. Well, in the 12 months since the disaster, local reporters have been on the case, tracking everything from the government response to the lasting environmental impact. Unsurprisingly, the residents of East Palestine remain frustrated, and the stream running below people's homes, well, it is still polluted. Joining me to give us an update is my guest, Reed Frazier, energy reporter for the Allegheny Front, based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Welcome to Science Friday. Hi, Ira. Okay, tell us, Phyllis, and what has happened over the past year? What did the cleanup effort look like, and who was responsible for it? Well, what it's looked like for the past year is just like a massive work zone in the middle of a neighborhood, basically. You've had, you know, dozens of workers digging up soil, removing material, removing track, um, putting new material in its place, putting in temporary pipes to divert water away from the site. There are these two huge uh, million-gallon temporary water tanks. People in the community like to call them the Shamu tanks, uh, like the SeaWorld killer whales <laughs> tank. And th- those tanks are used for contaminated liquids, and that liquid is then taken away to facilities that are authorized to take it. The EPA uh, basically used its authority under the Superfund Act. Uh, Technically, it's CERCLA, Comprehensive Environmental Response Compensation and Liability Act, uh, to direct Norfolk Southern to clean up the site. They, uh, the company issued, you know, work plans, EPA authorized it, and then Norfolk Southern hired out contractors to to do the work. Is it possible to tell just how successful uh, this cleanup effort was? Well, the EPA says that it's been very successful. Most of the soil and material has been removed from the area, sort of all of the heavy lifting to kind of clean up the immediate derailment area where a bunch of chemicals spilled and were burned and leaked into the ground. Like that soil has been taken away. Are the townspeople happy then that it's going well? Good question. Some of them are ready to move on. Some of them are really angry that this happened and that parts of the, you know, cleanup aren't really done a year later and that they, you know, they've gotten sick. Possibly hundreds of people have gotten sick. Headaches, nosebleeds, irritated eyes, rashes. Many of those symptoms have started to go away for for people, but people are worried that, you know, chemicals got absorbed into their homes on surfaces, etc. And the EPA is refusing to do indoor testing right now. So so some of those people are are really upset and frustrated by that. You know, so it's a mixed bag. They're, they're convinced the town is really not safe to live in then, I would imagine. I mean, a lot of people I've talked to would like to move away because of this, but they cannot afford to. And I spoke with one person who this applies to, Chrissy Ferguson. She has a house right over the the stream that runs through town, which is still polluted. And 
she doesn't want to move back to her house because she's afraid uh, of the contamination from the stream getting into her home. I don't want those waters to come in and make my family sick. And those creeks are not clean. Now, she says those creeks are not clean. Well, you've been down to the stream. Tell us what it looks like. Well, from a distance, it looks like any normal uh, stream in Pennsylvania or Ohio. But when you get down there and you step in the sediment or stir it up with a shovel, immediately this rainbow sheen sort of explodes onto the surface of the water and disperses as the stream flows down. So it's like there's oil at the bottom of this creek. And the creek is only, you know, a few inches deep uh, in the part where I was at, which is very close to the derailment, about three quarters of a mile down from where the train derailed. Do people really know, has there been sort of a census of what kinds of chemicals are in the sediment? Yes, we know what chemicals are in the sediment. So when the derailment first happened, there were a variety of chemicals that spilled out of the train. Some of them, like butyl acrylate and vinyl chloride, which you might have heard about, are uh, volatile organic compounds. Volatile being the key word, they have a tendency to vaporize or turn into a gas at lower temperatures. So they are largely gone, either through aeration that the, the work crews did where they basically pump the water through these artificial fountains and just expose all this all these chemicals to oxygen or just the natural process where mm-hmm. these things break down. What's left are these polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, PAHs. Um, I feel like I can get away with that on Science Friday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, like, we like to go into the weeds here, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, And these are heavier, stickier, Um, compounds, kind of like oil. In fact, a lot of them are in oil and gasoline. And they, um, some of these are hazardous chemicals. Some are suspected carcinogens, and they're harder to get out of the water. And these are the chemicals that people are reporting are are making them sick, right? That's an interesting question. So, uh, I mean, I think a lot of the regulators would say there were problems with fumes coming off of the creeks in the early days after the spill. And those would be these volatile organic compounds that I just talked about. But that these heavier compounds are less likely to volatilize, less likely to get into the air, get into people's homes. And so they pose less of a health threat, according to the regulators. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's talk about what might happen next. What are you going to look for over the next year following this story? Well, I'm going to be looking to see if they can clean up this stream, uh, what they do um, to clean up the stream, which I I need to stress goes right through the middle of town. It goes underneath buildings, people's houses, the municipal building where municipal workers work, etc. So I'm going to be looking for if that stream can get cleaned up. Also this summer, there's going to be a full report from the National Transportation Safety Board about what caused this derailment. I'd like to see if there's any details about things that Norfolk Southern could have done to prevent this from happening. I mean, also, there will be, you know, public health studies possibly coming out. The EPA could be looking at its own response to the cleanup and spill. Also, lawsuits. So there's a lot of things that are going to be coming out about this spill that we'll be paying attention to. 
Reed Frazier, energy reporter for the Allegheny Front based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank you.